You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. Good morning, and welcome to Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. My name is Clarissa Alhintera, and I'll be your host this morning. Uh, I work in the office as a ministry coordinator, and with me this morning on the phone is the one and only Father Chuck Dom. Good morning, Father Chuck. Good morning. Good to be here. <laughs> how are you this morning? How, how How is your Lent coming along? Uh, very well, thank you. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> You know, we're kind of limited on what we can do uh, outside and getting into church and so forth. But uh, what we can do internally in our homes is wide open to us. So we have a great opportunity to do more reflection and prayer and um, and commit ourselves up once again to Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, that's, that's very true. It's always interesting uh, how quickly Lent moves along. You know, it feels like it just started and we still have a little bit ways to go, but um, it's, always a, it's always a journey, whether it's in COVID times or even, you know, pre or even post-COVID times. Yeah, um, right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for those of you who don't know Father Chuck, uh, Father Chuck uh, is a longtime priest here in the Archdiocese of Chicago. I've known him for a few years now, especially in my role in the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation. Uh, but this morning we invited him to come on to talk specifically about kind of the teen dating violence program he's uh he helps oversee, and that's been part of the Archdiocesan like program programming for a number of years now. Uh, so, Father Chuck, if you wouldn't mind uh, introducing yourself to our audience, uh, who you are, how long you've been here, and, and some of the ministries that you're engaged with. Okay, well, um, thank you. I've been in the Archdiocese of Chicago. First of all, I grew up here. I went to Fenwick High School, Notre Dame University. And then I joined the Dominicans. I went to Latin America, came back, and I got involved in peace and justice work in Chicago. And then I became pastor of St. Pius V Parish in the Pilsen neighborhood, which is largely Mexican immigrants. So I was pastor there for 21 years, and then I stayed on to help my my successor for another uh, seven years. And during that time... um, we developed a lot of ministries, and one of the principal ones was on domestic violence. And we saw very quickly the importance of dealing with teens because teens uh, are learning about violence and experiencing it, so we have to help them. So that's what we're talking about today. So. After I stopped being pastor, I want to say in 2007, I started going to other parishes in the archdiocese, preaching at all the masses on a weekend. So I've done that in 175 parishes uh, in the archdiocese. And after I preach, or during my homily, I invite people to form a parish ministry around domestic violence, which includes dating violence. And we have about a hundred parishes that have some group that is working on that in the parish. Of course, those activities are reduced this past year because of COVID, but we have a, a big network in the diocese working on this issue of family violence. Um, so that's, that's my story. Um, you know, um, and I've, I've really enjoyed this work because I can see how positively it is received by people. I can tell you, I don't get applause for my sermons unless I preach about domestic violence. People are so happy to hear about it because it's a topic 
that is never touched upon. And that goes for teen dating violence as well. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of curious, you know, when, when you talk about the teen dating violence program, uh, is that something that are more parishes kind of investing in that type of programming um, just as they, they kind of see um, the progression of, like, maybe the, the relationships that the teens are in, or is that something that's always been a part of what how parishes have done this ministry? No, I think it's uh, it's new. I think uh, well, we have to understand that there's been a gradual development about domestic violence and teen dating violence. Domestic violence started, came out of the women's movement, which came out of the civil rights movement in the 60s. So many Catholics didn't want to have anything to do with it because it was a lot of pro-life people, pro-choice people, rather, um, and feminists. So, But there are the people who started focusing in the 70s on uh, domestic violence. Because until then, uh, domestic violence was seen as uh, the woman's problem. What's she doing wrong? Why isn't she take, taking better care of him? Why isn't she doing what, she, what he wants? Why is he getting mad at her? It's her, her fault. Uh, so, so anyway, um, that changed, and in the 90s, there was the first funding from the federal government for domestic violence in the United States. And the bishops of the United States wrote a beautiful pastoral letter about domestic violence in 1992. Um, so it's something that's just coming, okay? Uh, you can find that. Uh, pastoral letter, which is called When I Call for Help. Just Google that, put that in your computer, and it comes right up. It's not a real long pastoral letter, but it's very comprehensive, very to the point. And, um, and it, it brings a position that many people don't know, and that is the position that violence against women inside or outside the home is never justified. It's a sin and often a crime. And then they conclude by saying, we emphasize that no one is expected to stay in an abusive marriage. Well, that's, that, was, that was big news and still is for many people, because unfortunately there are priests still out there who are telling people, victims, well, you have to put it up. This is your, this is your cross. You made a, a commitment, and you have to stick it out. That is not true. That's not the position of the Catholic Church. No one should stay in an abusive marriage. That's the position of the Catholic Church. And that goes, of course, for teen dating violence, though. Mm -hmm. So we'll investigate a little bit more. But um, so that's, uh, that's, that's the Catholic teaching on this. And, and teen dating violence came... After that, after the 1990s, okay, it's not mentioned in the pastoral letter, but now we know how teen dating violence can lead even to domestic violence. Wow, that's like such a rich history of both how the movement came about, but you know, kind of in society as a whole, but then also kind of the the words that have come out from our own bishops in terms of how this looks and, and how it'll evolve. Um, let's go ahead and take a short break, and then we'll come back a little bit more and I'll ask a couple more questions. Thanks so much. a gently used laptop or desktop computer that is gathering dust in your home? Consider donating to our Catholic Charities Veterans Computer Project. We will clean out your device, give it new software, and repurpose it for a veteran who is looking for employment. Your gift will make an incredible difference in a veteran's ability to find a job. Catholic Charities provides veteran services throughout Lake and suburban Cook Counties, giving participants an array of professional and personal support. 
Our veterans have served our country, and it is our privilege to serve them. To learn more about Catholic Charities Veterans Services and the Veterans Computer Project, call 847-782-4219. That's 847-782-4219. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our moral responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated and remember, to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. This is your host, Clarissa Alhantara, and joining me this morning is Father Chuck Dom. And we've been talking a little bit about the Teen Dating Violence Program. And I'm very curious. So, Father Chuck, I saw uh, earlier this winter that there were a series of you know webinars that you and perhaps others that you were doing your ministry with were putting on around teen dating violence and I didn't know you know does it is there just more of an impact now or are people paying attention more now or like kind of how did you know how does that fit in in kind of what you're currently doing yes I think that um, what we're finding in the parishes that there is more interest in trying to help children and and helping them to uh, avoid uh, violence and teen, teen dating violence in, in particular, but also all kinds of violence. So yeah, there is. Uh, and how is that demonstrated or recognized? Well, they want a speaker to come and talk to parents or talk to the children. Um, we ourselves encourage parishes to do that because we have speakers uh, who will go out. These are people who. Uh, we have two women who are just magnificent. This is what they do in their normal jobs. They work for domestic violence agencies, and they go to schools talking about uh, teen uh, dating violence and uh, how to protect yourself, how to understand what is a healthy relationship and what is an unhealthy relationship. So we say, you know, this should be in your school. It should be in your religious ed program, especially your confirmation preparation program. They, they should get it. Um, so we offer the speakers for that. And um, so we did these webinars, and one of them was on teen dating violence. We didn't tape them, but we're going to do these uh, four webinars again, tape them, and they'll be on our website. But one thing we do have on our website is a class taught by one of these women. Uh, as I say, they're professionals in talking to children. She's giving a class to the uh, high schoolers at Our Lady of Mercy confirmation class. And um, it's about an hour-long video. It's really good. This woman just knows how to engage these kids. about. So what's dating? You know, tell, tell me, what's a date? How many of you have ever been on a date? What's that like? 
You know, what are you afraid of? What are you looking for? So forth and so on. So she gets them very engaged. Now, these are high schoolers, right? But actually, we have found, and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has found, that we have to start talking about healthy relationships much sooner than high school. By high school, kids are pretty much got in their heads how they're going to relate to the uh, opposite gender. Um, but so you, you have to get early. So the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, has developed a curriculum, and we are promoting that curriculum and now implementing it in some Catholic schools, piloting it. So our goal is to get it into all Catholic schools. So this is a seven class, seven classes for sixth graders, seventh graders, and eighth graders. It's a little different each year. So we're starting in sixth grade in some schools, and then we'll follow up and do sixth and seventh next year, sixth, seventh, and eighth. So this 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 curriculum was developed over like eight years, and about seventeen million dollars worth of research and development went into this. And it was actually uh, uh, the original trials of this were in four cities, one of which was Chicago. So um, it's it's a marvelously evidence-based uh, curriculum. That means it's been validated to be effective. It is effective. It will reduce violence for kids. That's what has been proven over these eight years. It just came out a year so ago, so it's not well known. And uh, we in Chicago are one of the few places in the country that is really implementing it right now. But we're doing it at a small scale. But our goal is to get it into all Catholic schools and then eventually into all public schools in the state. So I'm wondering, since you've been in this ministry for a while, I have to ask you the Jesus question, which is, you know, in your time, especially maybe even recently as you've worked with the teen programs, you know, how how have you encountered Christ? How have you encountered Jesus, you know, working within the context of this ministry that I know I imagine for some is so deeply wounding and, and just so, you know, there's a, a number of, you know, instances of perhaps of pain and hurt, you know, as they're describing their stories. Well, I think it's a number of ways. I mean, in terms of children, I mean, we know, you know, from Matthew 19, verse 14, um, where Jesus says, let the children come to me, and the apostles don't want to do it. And he said, let them come to me. And we know that he said, uh, which is in Mark 9, verse uh, 42, that those who cause any of these little ones to stumble, it would be better that they had a millstone tied around their necks and thrown into the sea. So he he was clear that he was defending children who at that time were not defended. There weren't, you know, any laws against child abuse and so forth at that time. So Jesus was definitely concerned about children. But I think and that fits into an overall approach of Jesus, which is to defend the vulnerable, the marginalized, the poor, the oppressed. I mean, you know, in Matthew 25, he said, you know, he's separating in the final judgment. He tells the story of the king who separates the goats from the sheep. And he tells the sheep, you know, you gave me to drink. You gave me to eat when I was hungry. You visited me. You took care of me when I was sick. And when you because when you did it to any of these of my little ones, any of these people who are suffering, you did it to me. So we know that, uh, I mean, Jesus said so many times that service to others is key. Now he said, they're the highest in the kingdom of God are those who have served more. So I feel like, you know, when we discover, as we have in the last couple of decades, how the church has not responded to victims of domestic violence, has not responded to teens suffering. You know, it wasn't on our radar. And I have to say, for much of the church, it's still not on our radar. So we are still learning uh, that this is part of the poor and the oppressed in our world, that if Jesus were here, he would be responding to. And we know 
that he did that with regard to women. I mean, he reached out to the woman caught in adultery. He reached out to the woman who had kind of a chronic bleeding issue, to the woman who was uh, had a hunched back and was limping around, the woman at the well who wasn't even uh, part of the Jewish community. He reached out to these women and included them and showed his respect and his concern for them. So that motivates us as we reach out to this, these segments of our population, which we are now discovering are suffering in a, 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 a unique way, and a way that is often unrecognized. I mean, lots of people are shocked when they hear the statistics about these problems. And maybe the next segment we can go into how common, how big a problem is this? Yeah, well, let's, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come right back. Hey, it's Timothy Johnston here from Liturgy Training Publications. Over the past few months, I'm sure you've found yourself at home more, whether it's working from home or watching live stream masses on Sunday mornings. As we began adjusting to this at the beginning of the pandemic, one of the things I missed the most was gathering with friends at the parish. That's why we at LTP have created this new virtual gathering series called Living the Sunday Word. We meet virtually on Thursday evenings each week and reflect on the upcoming Sunday readings. And with that, we share stories to help us more fully reflect on the Word of God. I'm inviting each of you to join us, a group of friends meeting virtually from all parts of the country. So visit ltp.org for more information and to register. You won't want to miss this. There is so much waiting for you at Catholic Charities Senior Services. We offer programs and services to help make the most of every day. Friendships and fun are guaranteed at our drop-in senior centers. Our adult daycare centers offer enjoyment and greater supervision to seniors who need it while their caregivers get a break. Holy Family Villa provides a beautiful, safe environment for seniors looking for short or long-term residential facility. And we offer assistance with senior benefits, care coordination, congregate and home-delivered meals, hospital transition, and much more. For more than 100 years, we have accompanied seniors through every transition in their lives, and we are here for you now. Catholic Charities is a name and an agency you can trust. Call Senior Services today at 312-655-7700. That's 312-655-7700. a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. This is Clarissa Alhantari, your host, and I'm on the air with Father Chuck Dom, and we've been talking about teen dating violence. Uh, before we went to break, Father Chuck, I would, um, you mentioned statistics, but actually before we get into that, I, I really like to ask my guests, you know, is there a personal story that you have uh, over the years, because you've been in this ministry for, for several years now, that really touches your heart, that helps, you know, really illustrate, you know, where... There was something memorable, perhaps, or really life-changing about, you know, your experience in this ministry. Well, I have, um, you know, I, I started a domestic violence ministry in our parish, St. Pius V, um, 20, 20, 25 years ago. 
So I have come across lots of people. And in this position that I am now in the archdiocese, because I'm not in a parish, I don't have quite as many, but I'm still connected to the group that we've formed, which is called Hope Family Services. It's located in the Pilsen neighborhood, and it provides counseling support groups for women, women victims, for, for their children, whether they're young or adolescents, and for those who cause harm, for men especially, who are causing harm if they want to change. So I have a lot of contact, okay, for, and I have it frequently. I mean, every week, every, not every day maybe, they get somebody new almost every day. I don't. But um, I'll tell you one that I just discovered this week uh, was a woman who uh, called me and, and talked about how she was living with her parents right now because her husband uh, that she married became was a very angry person, but also very violent. Anger isn't the same as violence. <laughs> and, um, and so she was, her life was in danger. So she had to separate, which she did. And I said, well, are you married? And, and yes. And uh, do you have any children? No. And I said, well, are, are you going to get a divorce? She said, well, I have to wait because I have to make sure that he is not going to explode when he finds out that he's served with a divorce paper. I want to get him to agree to it. So, I, you know, we I do talk to him on the phone occasionally and, and broach this topic. And, of course, he wants to get together again, and I want uh, there's no way, mm -hmm. but I'm afraid that he will cause me harm. Mm -hmm. He might even kill me, kill me, or maybe some of my family. Mm -hmm. So you know that gives you that's just one example, um, but uh, there are many, many examples, and they're they're all unique. Yeah, no, I, I I certainly imagine, especially as you're engaged in that ministry, and just in a different way now. Now that you're removed from the pastoral, perhaps you you know you're just able to pour into it a little bit more. Um, I'm curious. Right before the break, you talk about statistics, and so yeah, I I don't know what kind of ready statistics you have about um, domestic violence or even particularly you know teen dating violence. Well, I think first of all, one of the things we have to say is that domestic violence and teen dating violence is not just physical violence. Okay, the definition for both of them, and they both have the same dynamic. In fact, today the word dating or uh, domestic violence is being used less, and what is used is um, interpersonal and no intimate partner violence. So intimate partner violence includes both married couples, couples living together that aren't married, as well as teens, because the dynamic between those people, they're, they're, they're people who are supposedly in love, or at least intimate, and the dynamic is the same. So it, the definition is any pattern of behavior that seeks power and control over another person. That's it, real simple seeking power and control over another person. And that power control can be sought physically, sexually, economically, um, emotionally, verbally, and in, for teens in particular, through cyber uh, uh, communication, mm -hmm. right? So I think we all know um, what physical violence is. And really the statistics about sexual and physical violence are astounding. So it's like one out of every three or four, the, the, the percentage is like 28.5% of women have been sexually or physically abused by their intimate partner in their lifetime. Okay? So that's real high. Now, if you move that to emotional abuse, which is, of course, insults, you know, belittling, foul words, um, silent treatment, je excessive jealousy, all kinds of word, ways, okay? And, and the statistic goes up to like 50%. It's like one out of every, every, every woman that's in a relationship has some experience of that kind of abuse, okay? Yeah. And for, children, for teens in particular, 
the cyber problem is is a huge. Do you actually? Um, could so, we, could do you mind if we stop for a second? I really would like to do a little bit more of the cyber piece right after our break. Okay. Awesome. Alrighty. Thank you so much. Yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll come back. Catholic Charities After Supper Visions program offers guests of our Tuesday night supper the opportunity to learn the art of photography. These talented guests who are often experiencing homelessness are offered disposable digital cameras and they work with volunteer professional photographers to learn the basics of taking photos. Then the artists go out and capture images on film of anything they find to be beautiful or interesting in the world. Their photos are amazing. Visit AfterSupperVisions.com to learn more about the artists and their artwork. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, too. At After Supper Visions, we are developing film, talent, and hope. The Cemetery Ministry is a core ministry of our Catholic faith tied to the corporal works of mercy. It's comforting to know that our Catholic cemeteries are caring for the remains of our loved ones awaiting the resurrection. There are 44 Archdiocese of Chicago Catholic cemeteries willing to help you in your time of loss. Call 708-449-6100 or visit catholiccemeterychicago.org. Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Catholic community since 1837. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. talking to Father Chuck Dom, and we've been talking about teen dating violence. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but I really wanted to dig in a little bit about the cyber, the I think the cyber violence statistics or kind of the cyber violence experience, especially, you know, with teens. And, and I'm also even wondering now in the time of COVID with so many young people spending so much time on, on their devices, I wonder, you know, if that's also, you know, caused a little bit of a shift. Yeah, I, certainly uh, the cyber uh, bullying, cyber control is something relatively new, and so there's not a lot of studies about it. But clearly those who work with teens are aware that it is one of the major ways in which there is abuse and teen, and teen dating violence, okay? So what happens is um, sometimes it's constant... Uh, control by texting for example mm -hmm. i had one teen who said she she received like 30 to 40 texts from her boyfriend every day 
So what he's doing is <laughs> he's trying to find out where are you, who are, who are you with, what, what's going on. So, of course, it, it, it shows his insecurities, perhaps, but it also shows how he is trying to control her because she's got to give him good answers or she, he's going to get mad at her. Or it might be that he wants, uh, he's going to be talking to her or texting her with inappropriate language in conversation, okay? And it's very suggestive or whatever. And, and or he might be demanding that she send him pictures, uh, like nude pictures perhaps, uh, and he might even post those, okay? Well, that, I mean, that is devastating. And, but it happens frequently, okay? And uh, if it isn't caught, I mean, it's, it's a crime, but if it isn't caught, um, what, what is she going to do about it? Is she going to protest? Is she going to go someplace and tell somebody that she did this? Um, but, you know, he threatened her, if uh, you don't do this, I'm going to break off with you, and she doesn't want to lose him, so she sends these, these pictures, very intimate pictures. So the, the different ways in which cyber control and cyber bullying takes place, um, and we need more studies, but we do know it's very high. You know, if you just look at physical, physical and sexual abuse among teens in, in, intimate, in dating relationships, the statistics are for teens between 11 years old, now, 11 years old, what are you, in sixth grade? Yeah. Something like that, yeah. right? So the, between sixth graders and 17 years old, okay? So at the end of high school, one out of every five girls has either been sexually or physically abused on a date. One out of five. And one out of ten men, boys, have been abused on a date, Okay. So that's a real high statistic, um, and that's just looking at physical and sexual. It's not talking about cyber. Mm -hmm. It's not talking about emotional and and um, and verbal abuse. Okay, so we know that there is a lot of abuse going on out there. So, um, and we also know that those who end up in abusive relationships as adults which we call domestic violence, all right? So we know that about 28 to uh, about, about, about a third of all the people, they were abused as teens. So they were abused as teens, and then they become abused as, um, as adults. So we know that there's a, there's a connection between the two. One leads into the other. It's just not gets all over. So that's that's an important thing too. And then the the impact of all this, how devastating this is. I mean, so we have increased absenteeism in school because of it. We have, you know, the the victims might have different physical problems. You know, might stomach aches. Maybe they can't sleep. Maybe they're not eating appropriately. You know, maybe they're they're, they're withdrawing because they're they're getting depressed. Um, they're losing self confidence. Um, all these things. They're becoming fearful. Maybe they turn to drugs and alcohol. Okay, and maybe they just change their behavior. You know, they they used to talk at the dinner table and now they don't. You know, they used to use. Um, you, they would talk and share stories, and now they don't. So when we see changes of behavior like that in our children, we have to kind of wonder what is going on here and have to investigate. And if they are dating, um, we have to kind of investigate, however we're going to do that, how, what the relationship is about, because we don't want them to be dominated and controlled. Let's go ahead and take another short break and then we'll come back.
Caring adults make all the difference in the lives of adolescents. Catholic Charities understands this, and our mentorship program provides a free opportunity for youth living in Lake County to spend time, virtually, with volunteers who genuinely care about them. This program is ideal for youths age 9 to 12 who may need support navigating the challenges of childhood and early adolescence. Our amazing volunteers serve as friends and role models who help youth recognize their strengths and empower them to reach their full potential. Catholic Charities conducts a thorough background check on every volunteer, and our program coordinator closely monitors and supports each relationship. Mentoring is a fun after-school program that is totally different from remote learning. Virtual group sessions help youth enjoy fun activities with their peers, too. We're connecting youth with great role models. Join us today. To learn more, call 312-937-3375. That's 312-937-3375. The word made clear is exactly what its name implies. It's an easy-to-understand explanation of the Word of God, the Gospel. Hello, I'm Father James McElhone, Director of Biblical Formation for the Archdiocese of Chicago. I'd like to invite you to take our free online Bible study program by going to thewordmadeclear.org. Our website offers an audio-based guide to the Gospels of Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John. Listen to my lectures and follow along with the handouts provided. There are even discussion guides. You can also explore the biblical roots of the Mass. And there are links to a wide variety of biblical sources that will benefit both teachers and students of the sacred scriptures. Just go to wordmadeclear.org to experience our free online Bible study program. Again, it's free at wordmadeclear.org. It's the Word of God. Enjoy. Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. My name is Clarissa Alhantara, and I'm with uh, Father Chuck Dom, and we've been talking a little bit about teen dating violence and domestic violence and the ministry that he's been engaged with. Uh, and one of the things I wanted to touch on, in case this is the first time many of our listeners are really spending, you know, a significant amount of time kind of understanding, you know, what this ministry is, but also learning, you know, how can they how can they better support the teens in their life, whether it's their own children or perhaps they've got nieces and nephews or cousins. Um, you know, when right before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about, you know, changes in behavior and talking a little bit about, um, you know, if a teen is in a relationship and, and things kind of start to change. Do you mind sharing with our listeners, like, what are some things people might need to be mindful of um, if they do kind of start to, to recognize a little bit of difference? Well, I think, um, yes, you have to be very... I mean, you know, communicating with teens is always a challenge because they go through this period where they don't want to share a lot of information with yes. <laughs> uh, their parents, you know. So I, I understand that. But it is important that teens have an adult that they feel that they have confidence in. So it doesn't have to be the parents, but they should have somebody. Now, that's not always easy to do. It might be an aunt, an uncle, might be a cousin, might be, um, you know, a neighbor, might be a teacher, a coach, you know, it could be anybody. But I think we should encourage, um, you know, our children saying, you know, you're going through a difficult time. I know it. Teenagers, I mean, this is a difficult time of life, and you're going to face new challenges you should have somebody you can talk to in case you need it, because what we found is that 60% of victims of teen dating violence don't tell anybody. They keep it a secret, and that's terrible. I mean, that hurts them psychologically and maybe long-term. One of the things that... Um, scientists have discovered recently is something that they call adverse childhood experiences. That's A-C-E, 
adverse childhood experiences. They're called ACEs, A-C-E. ACEs are different experiences, different traumatic experiences, and there's all kinds of them. But when they happen to children, they can accumulate and um, build up and cause lifelong uh, damage psychologically and physically. They can affect the brain. So a child who goes through a divorce or who's witnessed domestic violence or who has a parent who's an alcoholic all the time in the family or, you know, there's constant fighting in the house or maybe they were in a terrible accident. These are all traumatic experiences for children. So they build up and create real problems for these children. So we have to recognize that children also need some psychological help, mental help. So one thing is to get them to find somebody that they can confide in and to who they can tell. And that person should know, you know, you should know, if you're the parent, who that person is and how you're going to get that, per that child some help. So, unfortunately, there are not a lot of services uh, available. That's another problem. Mental health services for teenagers is not uh, that prevalent, okay? And uh, that's very unfortunate because if they grow up in a family with domestic violence or they have experienced violence in their teen dating relationship, who are they going to talk to? They should talk to a counselor that is prepared to, to deal with this because they are experiencing the consequences of this and they have to work through that with somebody who understands it. And it can't be you or me. I'm not a trained psychologist. Um, so that's, that's an important thing to, to remember, that they need professional help and we need to be able to get it for them. Yeah, no, that's definitely such a great reminder and also it's such a great reminder for, for those who have young people in their life that look up to them or they have relationships with teacher, coach, neighbor, cousin, you know, to be mindful that you might be that person. You might be that intervention person who needs to know, you know, the numbers to call or the supports that are needed to kind of, you know, to assist that teen in that way. Um, let's go ahead uh, and... Can you tell me again the website of where um, some of the ministry stuff is located um, and um, if you have a... I'd like to give you the National Teen Dating Hotline, yes. okay? Yes, If you want to take that down. So that's 866-331-9474. So 866-331-9474. 9474. So a teen can call that number just to chat. Like, I was on a date last night and this guy did this, and I, I, I was so confused by it and so forth. What do you, what, what, what should I do? That's okay. You know, you're not reporting this to the police. You're asking somebody who has a lot of experience and can help you. So it's a chat, a time for chat. It's a time also to re report something if there's abuse. So that's important. Now, our website here in Chicago, okay. which has lots of lots of resources, is www.domesticviolenceoutreach. All together, all small letters all together. www.domesticviolenceoutreach.org, O-R-G. So you want to use that www because that gets you right to our website, which is embedded in the Archdiocesan website. And if you want to contact me, uh, my phone number is 312-371-7752. 312-371-7752. And my email is C is in Canada. D as in David, A H M as in Mary, thirteen at gmail dot com. Okay. So happy to talk to anybody who needs to or wants to. Well, let's go ahead and take our last break, and then we'll come back. And I've got a couple more questions. Thank you.
we invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. The effort to get vaccinated, why the church is helping to spread the word. We'll go inside the classroom as a national study shows how Chicago's Catholic schools are keeping students on track during the pandemic. And too many people are going hungry. We'll visit a food pantry where Catholics are working to meet that need. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities staff members work every day to end poverty and homelessness. We do this on a one-to-one -one basis with anyone who asks for help. We also work with organizations who study these issues across our city, state, and nation. The Wilson Sheehan Lab for Economic Opportunities, or LEO, at the University of Notre Dame is one of these research centers. Through our partnership with LEO, Catholic Charities has gained valuable insights into scientific evaluation methods that determine the most effective interventions to help people avoid poverty and homelessness. Along with our experience and compassion, Trusted Research is helping Catholic Charities offer hope and so much more to anyone in need. For more information, visit catholiccharities.net. Hello, I'm Cardinal Blaise Supich. I got my COVID-19 vaccination and you should too. It took just a few seconds and was painless. The Food and Drug Administration determined the new vaccines are safe and effective. And the Holy See, as well as the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops has concluded getting the COVID-19 vaccine is an act of love of our neighbor and part of our more responsibility for the common good. We have lived with the pandemic for many months, and I know we're all getting tired of it. Vaccination is one of the most important ways you can protect your health and the lives of those you love and help bring the pandemic under control. When it is your turn, I urge you to be vaccinated. And remember, to do your part by wearing a mask, washing your hands, and watching your distance. Thank you, and God bless you all. with Lifelong Journey, a radio program hosted by the Office of Lifelong Faith Formation in the Archdiocese of Chicago. Uh, and this is our, we've only got a, several minutes left, Father Chuck. It's really been a wonderful opportunity to talk with you and kind of hear a little bit more. But if you are, so for our listeners at home who are in one of the few parishes maybe where the domestic violence ministry is not happening, like what are some ways in which they can respond? Would they go on the website? How would that work? Well, I think um, we are definitely wanting to help every single parish. So I just need to have the invitation, and uh, I will be happy to meet with the pastor. Or and I would uh, I would encourage parishioners to address their pastor and say, you know, I heard about this. Uh, sir, sir, excuse me. <coughs> I heard about this ministry in the archdiocese, and it would be wonderful if our parish would open up to it, because I'm sure there are people here that would do this. So I would be happy to come to your parish and preach it at the masses about this and and and, and, and work with a group of people to insta, insta, institute and begin a ministry in your parish. So that's one thing. I think also if you have a, a school, parochial school in your parish, we would love to come to that school and introduce a curriculum, the CDC's curriculum. Um, it's starting in sixth grade. It's very easy. As I say, it's just seven classes in sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade, and it's free. All the, the materials are free from the 
from the Centers for Disease Control, and we provide coaching and training for the teachers. So it's real easy to do. And um, it doesn't take a lot of time, doesn't cost money, but it will have an impact on the students. It will help them stay safe. Uh, that's that's very, very helpful to hear that material. Do you have, do you mind sharing uh, the website information again? So if people didn't catch it the first time, they can write it down now. Okay, so our website is www.domesticviolenceoutreach.org. Very simple, www.domesticviolenceoutreach.org. Okay, that'll get you in there. And then do you have the, do you mind saying the phone number for the Teen Dating Violence Hotline, too? Okay, the Teen Dating Hotline is 866-331-9474. 866-331-9474. I could give you also the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Yes, please. Which is... 800-799-7233. Now, both these hotlines, although they're national, they know what services are available here in Chicago, for example. So they, they are a great resource. And again, you don't have to call because you're you know, you're, you know, this isn't a 911 call. This is a call to find out what should I do or where can I find some services. They're going to help you do that. Even though they're national, they have the whole country mapped out where the services are. So um, feel confident to call them. It's free. Thank you so much. Uh, Father Chuck, it's truly been an honor to have you on talking about important ways in which people can kind of be involved and look out for the young people in their life, but also just to learn about how to engage their parish in a different way in, in this important conversation. Thanks so much for coming on. We look forward to speaking to you again. Uh, this is your host, Clarissa Alhantara, with uh, the Office for Lifelong Faith Formation. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.